Blog Talk Radio. into another episode of Two Lit Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire. And uh, I'm your host, Nakia. I'm super excited this evening, guys, super excited. I want to uh, briefly just talk about what we discussed on the last show, um, a few current events, and then jump right into this interview because I'm, I'm always excited uh, for my guests on the show. But, but tonight... Um, kind of tugging on my heartstrings, uh, this guest that we have here this evening. Uh, so let me very quickly catch you up on last Thursday. If you missed the episode, we had the MS activist and motivational speaker, Kato Moore uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, on the show. Uh, make sure that you're following him on all social media. Um, the My Struggle is My Strength Movement. Um, that is his organization. He's doing some phenomenal um, things as far as um, – as um, MS awareness is concerned, mental health awareness is concerned also. Um, so just make sure that you're following this young man on social media. Find out how you can um, help with his organization. All right? Do that for me. Thank you. As you all know, we are watching Hurricane Dorian very closely as it makes its um, – I don't think it's actually going to hit the state of Florida now. If what I'm reading is correct. But um, as it as it brushes past Florida, um, dropping, I'm sure, a lot of rain and on up um, the coast of Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, please keep those uh, family members, those friends and loved ones, um, people in general, keep them in your thoughts and prayers, and especially for the island of the Bahamas. Um, I do have some friends and family that are there, uh, have not been in contact with any of them. Um, but I'm, I'm, I remain faithful that everything is well um, or as well as it can be um, during this this um, hurricane. As you all know, um, the state of North Carolina, and I speak from North Carolina because um, I have family that are there, um, they were affected last year by Hurricane Florence and where they live at their town was underwater. My grandparents are still, they're still in the renovation process of having their home, um, you know, rebuilt, the, the roof and, you know, everything in the inside replaced and the mold and, you know, walls being torn down. They are still, there are people that are still dealing with that hurricane and now they've just been evacuated earlier today. 
Um, my daughter also resides in uh, North Carolina, goes to school at East Carolina University, and um, they have not been evacuated, but their, their city was affected really bad last year. And so um, her being a freshman, you know, she's a little, Mom, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Um, classes have been canceled for them. And so, you know, I may have relatives having to go in and, and grab her. Um, either way, just be prayerful and, and keep all of these um, families that are affected by this hurricane in your thoughts and prayers. It's, it's okay to laugh because humor is good. We all need it. Um, but I would just ask that, you know, you take this seriously. Um, if you have evacuations that you do evacuate, um, look out for, you know, your elderly neighbors, look out for the pets as well. Um, just, just make sure that these, in times like this is when we all need to come together and be able to um, lend a helping hand to um, our family, our friends, our neighbors, our loved ones. We need to be able to, to, to do so. So it is my wish that, you know, just remain prayerful for everyone that is in the path of this hurricane. Thank you. Did you know that the world produces enough food to feed everyone, yet approximately 842 million people suffer from hunger worldwide? That's almost 12% of the world's population of 71 billion people and approximately 9 million people die of hunger each year, according to World Hunger Statistics. More than the death toll for malaria, AIDS, and tuberculosis combined in the year 2012, 66 million primary school-aged children attend classes hungry across the developed world, with 23 million in Africa alone. Um, you must do better. You can find this information on the Desire to Inspire foundation.org website. My guest this evening is nationally acclaimed philanthropist, the founder of uh, the Desire to Inspire Foundation and the co-founder of the B Tour, Dawn Earhart Witt. She also founded the B-Line, skincare and fragrance products coming soon to national retailers. I'm excited about that, guys, because, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had Monica Bickerstaff who introduced her line at Macy's on the 5th of August, um, and I, I saw a clip of Dawn's uh, skincare line and not only excited to try the product, but just um, the, the, the mission, the vision behind this skincare line. I don't want to get ahead of myself. She's going to talk about that. Being a mom to her two daughters, Taylor and Carrington, is her proudest role and title. Because of her great love for children, she started the Desire to Inspire Foundation, which provides children around the world with a mother's love and care while helping them find and use their own special gifts and talents to help themselves and others. A philanthropist at an early age, Dawn began her foundation with her passion for helping and inspiring others. Her steadfast resolve is eradicating hunger and poverty and is one of her greatest driving forces. She shares her inspiration and motivation via a vast network of communication mediums. She has been a featured guest on numerous national radio shows, podcasts, blogs, and magazines around the world. Please follow her journey around the world as she visits a number of countries in Africa and beyond 
reaching those not always the easiest to reach across every corner of the world with her message of the power of love and of kindness. Join her at her website, www.desiretoinspirefoundation.org, as she meets the needs of children who are yearning to be educated, fed, clothed, loved, and encouraged on their own journeys. Learn how you can provide clean water, books, education, and love to children all over the world. The change we wish to see in the world is ours to be. Perhaps we can't completely eliminate poverty or hunger in the world, but we surely can end it if those lives or in those lives that we know. As Margaret Mead so beautifully stated, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. In this listening audience, I present to you my guest this evening, nationally acclaimed philanthropist and the founder of the Desire to Inspire Foundation, Dawn Earhart Witt. Thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful introduction. And thank you for being here. As I stated prior to the show, um, I normally do not get the opportunity to say thank you, um, but I do. And and as we were coming into the show, we were cut off by, um, you know, the show counting down. So, again, thank you for being here. And and my question that I pose to um, a lot of individuals who, who, who seek out the show is why. Why Indifia to um, – Talk about your platform. Talk about your foundation. Talk about your new skincare line. And you said that you believe that the angels um, <laughs> were always with you or always around you. Um, and it's so funny. I, I was having a conversation with my significant other prior to the show, and I, I get to him the same thing. I said, you know, I I'm I don't know how she found the show. Um, but learning more about her has inspired me. And uh, just with you saying that the angels, I believe that um, people are brought together for a specific reason. Um, it may not mm. be laid out initially, but I believe that, um, especially on this show, um, the more seasons we have and the more I open the platform up to different um, independent communities, I find that I'm serving um, a purpose, and um, when that has been fulfilled at the end of every show, then I feel that I'm, I'm walking in my purpose. I'm meeting, um, you know, my my goals, and I'm remaining passionate to the things that I am I'm true about. So I'm I'm very very humbled to have you here with me this evening. Thank you again. Well, I too am humbled to be on your show and get to share some of my stories and of my kids and the inspiring people that are in my life that inspire me on a daily basis with you and your audience. Awesome. When you, when you first started um, your organization or the foundation, what was the mission initially? You know, when, when I initially started it, it was because, um, you know, I wanted to do good work in the world and I wanted to help people that were doing good work in the world. And um, I think then when we watch the news, 
and we listen to political debate and, and, you know, society tells us that the world is, you know, bad place and there are bad people out there. And we know the names of serial killers and mass shooters, but, you know, we don't know the names of those wonderful people that are donating their time and their money to help a cancer patient or to rescue dogs or, you know, any of the other tremendous things that people are doing in the world. So I, I wanted to kind of like put a spotlight on those people doing good things in the world. And then I went to Africa and my mission became very laser focused on helping that specific community of people and inspiring them. I can only imagine uh, just from seeing infomercials, um, uh, you know, just from seeing or reading, being knowledgeable about the conditions in Africa, um, but experiencing it firsthand, what was that like for you? Well, it was life-changing for sure. Um, I have to say, you know, we hear a lot about the poverty, and I'm not dismissing, like, what a real problem that is. And for people not to have access to clean drinking water, you know, that is just something that's really hard to even wrap your head around in this country. But um, they're so joyful and so loving and so giving. And, you know, they may have very little, but they will share the little they have with others. And as you were saying at the beginning, you know, my prayers and thoughts are out there with anybody affected by the hurricane. Um, But when things like this happen, we rely on each other and they get that. And it's a really beautiful thing to witness. And those kids just love very, very freely. It is just, you know, and the people, they're very genuine and very, um, there is a joy they have that I think sometimes we're missing in, as a mm-hmm. society as a whole, even without the things that we think are so necessary. And, you know, some of those are like food and water. I completely um know where you're coming from. Um, as I mentioned, my mother has been to Nicaragua twice in the past year, and um, she's also a minister. And so um, mm-hmm. she went with her, her employer, Coca-Cola, back last November, and she retired in July and went back again in July um, to the same village that they were there before. And to hear her talk mm-hmm. about, you know, tell the stories about how, you know, their, their water supply is, is none. You know, they, they're in the river, they have to bathe, they have to drink, they have to cook with this unclean water. And here I am griping and complaining because everyone's buying up all the water for the hurricane, and I'm a water drinker, and I can't get a bottle of water. But you have these families and these small children who, you know, this is their livelihood to drink this unclean water. So I saw a change in her the first time that she returned, but an even bigger the second time that she went, um, knowing, you know, knowing the conditions that she was um, going into. Um, and they, they do so much. They bring in, you know, clothing and, and bedding and, and food for families on top of families on families. And they feed and, and, you know, being Christians, they bathe their feet, you know, like they did in the Bible. Mm. And it's just everything is things that we take for granted. Coloring books. Yeah a simple hug that we may take for granted, you know, this, this is, they feel so wealthy once, you know, they've been visited on these mission trips. Um, 
and, and this was one reason why I was so excited when I received your information um, because I'm a mother and I know all about that proud role and title of being called mom. Um, mm-hmm. And when you have children who um, you see that are in, in need or in, in despair, um, it is hard as a mother. It is hard yeah. to turn your back. You know, it's hard to turn your back and 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 watch what goes on. Um, I, I I just I'm, I salute you, um, you know, um, for this right here. Um, can you talk more about your desire or the desire to inspire foundation and what it is uh, that I would actually what it is that you actually um, services that you may offer or, or what it is that your organization does? Um, I could talk forever about <laughs> desire to inspire. When, <laughs> when I first decided to help these children, it was just like, look, I know how to love a child because I love being a mom so much, you know, and all the things a mom does for her kids, which is, you know, you feed them, you clothe them, you make sure they're healthy, you help them with their homework, you help them realize their dreams in the world and you know if they love music you find music lessons for them or you know the things that a mom encourages her child to do so that they grow up and live live happy productive lives and I thought you know these children who don't have mothers um that what a what a great use of my talent to be able to do that for them because they have the need and I have the desire to do it so it was a match made in heaven um so since we started we have um, created these extra tutoring classes for the children when they're leaving um, high school they have to take exit exams in Ghana this is in Ghana and so we did these extra tutoring classes for them and since we put those in the last three years the children have um, all passed 100% passed their wow. exit exams um, we have put in several boreholes which is very exciting and the most recent one we did an 80 year old man came over to one of my teammates in Ghana and he said thank you son I I now get to taste clean water before I die and I just thought wow that is the impact that I'm making in this world and there's nothing I could do that would make me happier And moving forward, we want to build, we've been given land um, in Uganda and Ghana, and what we'd love to do is create these sustainability centers where people can come and learn skills, trades, vocations, while also learning, you know, the transformational principles about, you know, when, when you're walking in your path, inspiring them to live, you know, happy lives full of love and kindness and giving and doing, but also being. So we're in the process of um, raising the funds for that, but we really want to do it in partnership with organizations, businesses, instead of, you know, routinely asking for donations. So we've been working on, you know, getting those partnerships together. And um, I'm going to be going to Africa in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited about that. I get to wow. see my kids. <laughs> and what part are you going to? Um, this trip I'll be in Ghana, Sierra Leone, and Uganda. How do your own children feel about your passion? You know, 
it's funny when I first started when I before my first trip you know they thought I was nuts they still think I'm nuts but (laughs) they see they see the growth that I've had and they see the impact of the work that I'm doing and so now they're they're proud of me but um yeah everybody thought I was nuts but you know I'm used to that my whole life this is (laughs) a thing but you know I follow my dreams. I really do. And it has really always worked out pretty well for me. And I think that's when people are the most happiest, um, mm-hmm. when they're fulfilling their dreams, when they're accomplishing what they're passionate about and when they are truly walking in their purpose. And, and yes. I do believe that's what you're doing. Um, the B tour. Let's talk about that. The B tour originated from my book, B. Um, it's about seven words that, you know, there's the seven deadly sins. I wanted to make the, right. the opposite of that. You know, instead of telling people what not to do, I wanted to, to tell people what to aspire to do, and, and specifically my children. Um, so the B tour is us putting together the book. We have a planner. Um, we're coming up with a recipes for being, which is a collaborate, a collaboration with um, seven other life coaches from around the world, which I'm really excited about. That should come out in October. Um, and we want to do some retreats and some workshops just to, to, for community's sake, you know, um, I think it's always nice when, when women or men, you know, whoever's gravitate, whoever this resonates with come together in community, but to become a person of increase. And to learn how to maybe, you know, maybe look at situations in a a different way because, you know, life is truly a gift and we have a lot of blessings. And sometimes something that seems like a disappointment at the time is actually a blessing that we just don't understand yet. So that's what the B tour is going to be doing. And I'm working with some other amazing coaches and uh, people that are helping me with that. So it's, it's all very exciting. I see the word B, B-E, mm-hmm. in your bio numerous times. What is the significance behind the word B in your life? It's about, you know, we, we can't always control the circumstances or conditions that we face in life because, you know, life is hard for everybody. You know, some people it's harder than others, but we do get a chance to choose who we, who we are in the world or who we choose to be in the world is dependent upon a choice that we make. And I just, I, I want to stress that it's, it's kind of like being, you know, being true to who you are, being real with that in the world and knowing who that is in your inside and, you know, what you project out into the world. Which brings me to the B line Skincare. Now, I saw a clip. Um, I just I saw it today. I'm a stalker. I stalk people's pages. That's how I learn, you know, all about them. Um, but I saw a clip today, and I believe you were just introducing the skincare line to a group of um, ladies. And, yes. Um, and, and I and I got all excited because uh, you know you started to list the ingredients, but not only that, um, the vision behind the skincare line, the reasoning um, why you um, are introducing 
the skincare line, who you hope that the skincare line will benefit, not only the people using it, but those other individuals. Talk, talk just a little about the skincare and fragrance line. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited about this. Um, I've been working on this for a little while, and um, what I want, what the, the whole notion of this was, I was looking at all these amazing ingredients in Africa that don't grow other places in the world. You know, they ha- their fruits taste amazingly delicious, and I was like, you know, there's got to be a way that we could create a product that people would love to use, and you know, that people will spend money for but create jobs on the ground in Africa. So we're putting, we're bringing in these luxurious ingredients. We're mixing them here to make sure they meet all of our standards and everything. But the, at the end of the day, I want as many people on the ground use, doing jobs. And I'm not just talking about me, you know, um, agricultural jobs or things like that. I'm talking about, you know, from branding, marketing, um, packaging. I want people to use their own gifts and use them in a way that they can take care of themselves and then help others. And for me, I feel like we can give people things all day long, and that's helpful. But when we give people, like, unlock their own potential and their own power, yes. that is priceless. Yes. yes. So that's like the line um, is going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Go what, ahead. What is that? What is that? What is that? If you if you give a man a fish. Teach a man um, to fish. Yeah, if you give him a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him to fish, you feed him for it. Yeah. Or he can feed himself for his life. I'm so bad at quotes. <laughs> so am I. But I'm yeah. glad you knew that one. But that's what I thought of when I heard you say that, to be able to um, give them the opportunity uh, to yeah. open up and, and realize the skills that they possess within and then um, creating these jobs, you know, uh, for them. Um, and then I just thought, wow, like when you hear the vision behind it, you want to try it anyway because of the ingredients that are going into the product. But, and then Dawn makes them sound so good. They're going to feel so good in your skin. They're going to smell so good. But then when you know that behind the scenes, uh, what's going on behind the scenes and, and who it's benefiting, um, that just makes, to me, that just makes the B line um, just that much more special. I'm oh, excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll thank definitely you. keep you posted. How how would you, and and I know you said your children, um, they, they cheer you on now. Um how would you measure success in the roles that you serve? How would you measure success? <laughs> it's funny that you asked me that. Um, one of my favorite quotes, I actually have a screenshot of it, and it's saved in my favorites. It's by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it says, you know, to know, it's, it's longer than this, but at the end it says, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived is to have succeeded. And I get goosebumps when I say that, and I almost want to cry because, to me, that is my definition of success. Wow. And I feel like that, um, in the short time that I've known you, I feel like that quote 
embodies everything that you're putting forth and that you're doing for others. It fits you perfectly. And that is, and that is why the angels are watching over me. You know, it, it, I don't mean to say that in an arrogant way at all. It's just because I feel like I'm walking in my purpose. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you believe in the law of attraction, you know, the, the resources will come your way. You say yes to opportunities and you may not know how you're going to have it, you know, how it's going to happen, but you say yes. And then you take steps forward and crazy things come from crazy places and you just shake your head like, <laughs> okay, this is the next step. Thank you. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> I'm just, just, um, I want to laugh. Um, but I'm in, in total agreement just over some things that have transpired here on the show in the past month. And I, I questioned them and, and somebody told me, stop questioning them. So say thank you and keep moving. Um, so I, I definitely agree with you um, there. How would you describe how you foster stronger business and consumer relationships with those that you're um, seeking partnership with? Um, you know, I think, and this this is my answer across the board for everything. It's integrity, integrity, integrity. Um, my personal integrity, like if I say something to you, I'm going to stick to it. My word is my word. You know, um, a dollar making an extra buck at the end of the day is not worth it to me to compromise my character. Um, so I feel like that in business. I feel like that in life. And so, you know, that has served me well because people know that about me. And, um, you know, that's why people, you know, opportunities come to me also because people can trust me and they know that I work hard. And if it's something that I'm passionate about, I'm going to put 100 percent effort in. If I'm going to call you at 330, darn, I'm going to call you at 330. (laughs) You know, so I think that I always put forth that that effort into the world. And, you know, and I think that that helps you in everything. I agree. You mentioned the seven, the seven words um, with the detour and the workbook. Uh-huh. If, you, if you had one word that would best sum up you and your vision, what would that word be? That's a hard one because I love all of these words, but I would have to say when I literally sat there and asked myself the question of, you know, what am I good at in the world? It's like, I know how to love people. So it would be love. Hmm. If I love loving animals. I love loving children. I love loving my friends. I think love is a gift that we give and receive. Now you mentioned animals. I did read something about, um, is it animal therapy? Yes. Um, I took a course in animal assisted therapies and activities um, because I love animals. I mean, I, at one point, and this is embarrassing to admit, but I had, we had four dogs and 12 cats, um, oh. some fish and some feeder mice and some rabbits. <laughs> yeah, I would say you love animals. So, yeah, so that's no longer the case, by the way, animal control. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, 
I got to one and part of, as part of the training, I got to shadow this woman who volunteers at a local hospital and showed this beautiful golden retriever who would go visit, you know, the children in the, um, in, in the, the pediatric ward. And just to watch these children's smiles light up when this dog came in the room and the families too, you know, they're under stressful situations mm-hmm. and right. a, an animal comes in, it just like, like the air in the room just feels lighter. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think animals are amazing. We had a guest uh, last month, um, Pamela Folan, who I want to say she's out of Texas, um, but she works with uh, animals. She's an author, and her whole her series um, is is designed around a set of kittens that a, a little girl finds. Um, but she too. Um, had been in the pediatric or on the pediatric wards um, with her dog and um, just her mentioning how faces would light up, um, mm. how a glimmer of hope, you would see just a glimmer of hope, you know, that may not have been there prior to the animal coming in. And I'm not really, um, I like exotic animals, monkeys, snakes, and I like those types of animals. Um, but my, my boys have a dog, and we're seeing how he became a part of our our, our lives and our family mm. and how our family accepted him. Um, it, it gave me a different perspective, you know, when it comes to the love that individuals do have for for animals. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie with my guest this evening, uh, nationally acclaimed philanthropist Don Earhart Witt. She's the founder of the Desire to Inspire Foundation and the co-founder of the B Tour. Um, Don, what do you think the world would look like if everyone realized your vision? Oh, well, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You know, it would be a beautiful place if we all just extended a little bit more kindness into the world. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done because, you know, you might be having a bad day, you know, your computer shut down, your internet's not working and, you know, you just are frustrated. But, you know, I always try to think, you know, that is, that's going on in my life. Like go out and put, put more, goodness out into the world so you know smiling at somebody making a joke asking them how their day is complimenting on something that you know you genuinely genuinely like about what they're wearing or you know whatever it's it almost like offsets the icky things that happened because once you engage somebody and you make them smile then it's kind of like ah you know what my my internet will come back on you know it just it kind of reframes the way you look at your days And it's not always and easy. But. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's definitely not always easy. I wish everyone um, could. People stay focused so much now on all of the negativity um, mm-hmm. in the world instead of finding some type of silver lining, um, embracing the positivity, um, helping one another. Um, people have lost. They've lost sight of that. Everyone's always about me, 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 instead of about, you know, um, how you can be um, that individual uh, to an organization like Desire to Inspire Foundation or, um, you know, many, many of the other organizations that are out there that are uh, trying to do 
I am successfully doing, I'll say uh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Yeah, I applaud. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I applaud anybody doing any good work in the world. You know, sometimes people will say to me, well, you know, there are people struggling in your own backyard. And I'm like, yes, I know this. And I do right. help them, <laughs> you know, but there are also people who don't have clean water. And, you know, so I, just because you help one group doesn't mean you're not helping, you know, just putting that energy out into the world, I think makes the difference. And I don't question, you know, what good you're doing. If it's tending a garden, that's a beautiful thing too. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's the collective. And that's what it takes. Um, Yeah. If you look back at your life, say 20 years ago, could you think that you would be where you are today? doing what you are today for so many? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. But I do have to say my whole life, there have been yearnings and pulls towards Africa. And I'm half Indian and half German. So, you know, if it doesn't make any sense why exactly I was pulled to Africa, but there have been little hints all along. And, you know, again, now that I'm doing that work there, the resources and opportunities have come my way. So I know it's the right thing to be doing. But I did pay attention to those little yearnings and pulls that, you know, would pop up every so often. I think that's what we help people do. What I want to help people do is, you know, what kind of things like light you on fire? What kind of things make you happy? You know, is it a color? Mm -hmm. Is it doing something? And allowing people to, like, discover that with themselves. And that's where the magic happens. How do you feel that you can make your foundation or the foundation um, better? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't, I just want to keep growing. I want to keep growing. I want to extend our reach as far as possible. And so, you know, I want to do what we're doing, but just like amp it up on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> So you right know, now, I go by the motto, go big or go home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there right now, are you just um, working in the continent of, or on the continent of Africa, or have you expanded? Currently, we're only in Africa. But I am open. I do receive messages from people all over the world. Um, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, um, Iran, India, all over Pakistan. I've got requests from everywhere, and it's I need to focus on doing what I'm doing right now in the places I've already committed before I can bring on more. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm open to being anywhere there's a need. As long as I can make that happen, I will. And the um, you mentioned the sustainability center that that that's coming. Um, mm-hmm. How how is all of this funded? Uh, for a while, when I first first started, it was all coming from personal finances um, mm-hmm. because it really does so little of you know hundred dollars here can feed you know an orphanage for a month. You know, yes. so um, I get donations from friends and family that that was the next step. 
And now that, you know, we have our 501c3 and all of those things, you know, we um, accept online donations and, you know, just getting the word out to people. And again, we are looking at forming partnerships. (laughs) Um, One of the things I really would love to do is I don't, you know, when women get their menstrual cycles, girls get their menstrual cycles in places where there's not a lot of money, they oftentimes have to stop going to school. Right. And so one of the things that we would like to do is create the, these new underwear, their menstrual underwear, um, almost like a diaper, but they're washable. So if they could sew these and make those, they could also be helping the communities, you know, girls all over. And so this, that will also be, that will help like um, the operational costs keep going with these, yeah. these things that we're going to teach them to do. And each place, there will be a different need and a different um, thing we can teach them. Trade, not thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember um, I just graduated again a couple of months ago, and and I do not remember the course, um, but I I remember an article that we had to read um, and how the Nike – corporation had gone into I'm not going to even say which country but they they gone Ethiopia into, maybe? I, don't I think so mm-hmm. I think so and they were working um, these workers for nothing um, so that you know that their shoe or their clothing line their products could be sold you know across the world but they were treating them so unfair especially the the young ladies around that time of the month. And like you stated, they did have to stop working um, because they did mm-hmm. not have, um, you know, proper um, sanitary napkins or, you know, for them to use um, and, and then to come back and have no job at all, you know, or they would work them in that condition and they'd be standing there bleeding for hours and hours and hours. And I just thought, you know, um, all for a pair of Nikes, you know, it, things that we take for granted, you have someone in another country, um, this is what they're going through so that you can wear these $200 pair of shoes, you know, and I thought um, at that point, it, 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 just, it was an eye-opener. I had always heard it, but to read it and, and see some of the clips firsthand, um, it was an eye-opener, you know, for me. Um, I think that is a, an awesome, awesome idea, Um I'm I'm just blown. My mind is blown by everything that you have said that your foundation is doing that they want to do, um, that I know they will do. Um, my mind is just blown. Um, what what's the last thing that someone taught you? Oh my goodness. I learn things all the time. Um, I have a life coach that I work with. I have been working with for a while and, um, she said today, I, I have to work on being open to receiving because I've always had the problem of only giving and, you know, the flow of the world is you have to give and receive. And I think a lot of people have problems with the giving part. Um, so I've just learned that, you know, not to deny other people their blessings, allow them to help me do the work that I want to do in the world and to, to keep that open. And that's something that I've, I, I'm aware of. I'm still learning. 
Wow, that that almost um, I'm getting better with not crying on the show, but that almost well, it did bring tears to my eyes because it is it is so true and it's something that I hear people say to me a lot that you give and you give and you give and you give until you have nothing left to mm. give. But when it comes to allowing anyone else to do for you, and I thought at one time it was it was pride, um, but I've just become so focused on being ever able to serve others, provide mm-hmm. um, others, meet the needs of others, that when it comes to me, I feel like God will meet all of my needs, you know. But something as simple mm-hmm. as a child being uh, at college right now who may not be able to get out of the storm, I'm going to need somebody else to be able to go mm-hmm. pick her up because it's too, you know, far of a drive for me. So being able to receive what others are giving me. Um, and, and and people always think it has to be, you know, something monetary. No. Right. Um, when someone says, I'm, I'm praying for you and your show, or um, I I, I want to just sow a seed into your your show, um, and it doesn't have to be, like I say, monetary. They can send someone my way. Um, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, those angels, they can send someone your way that can push you or propel you to the next level. And so I, I'm now beginning to be open to receiving, being more receptive, um, because you never know the blessings that you're passing up. You're trying to bless yeah. others, but you never know the blessings that are passing you by um, when you just, I got it, I can do it, you know, I can handle it, yeah. um, I got it covered. Um, but yeah. when there are others that can bless you, um, so I am more, I am becoming more receptive um, to that. So your life coach was spot on with that right there, <laughs> spot on. Yes, and um, it's a process. And, you know, as moms, we oftentimes are guilty of overgiving and not receiving and under-receiving. And so, yeah, we have to, we have to check that. And uh, we can be partners in uh, checking each other <laughs> if you need. Most definitely. <laughs> that was the last thing that someone taught you. What was the last thing that you taught someone else? Oh, goodness. You know, um, my daughter actually said to me, I, I was married for almost 30 years, and my husband and I, my former husband and I um, divorced recently. And my daughters were older, and I think, you know, my younger one was, you know, a little bit upset that this had happened. But um, she said to me the other day, she said, you know, I taught her what it looked like to be strong and have courage to do something that was best for everybody, him and I included. And that gave her the courage to do it for herself. And when she told me that, I was like, oh, mom win. (laughs) Well, my mouth is sitting here wide open because you said you were married for 30 years. You look younger than 30. Um, So I would have never never would have guessed that right there. Um, unless you married when you were like five, you know, that's maybe that's what I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say strength, um, finding inner strength and, um, being, being receptive 
um, mm-hmm. to the gifts and blessings of others. If someone were listening to the show right now and they say, you know, um, I'm very passionate about um, being able to serve those that are less fortunate than I am. And they're listening to the show now and they want to know what the next step for them to take would be. Incorporate what you learned last and what you taught someone and offer that individual a piece of advice. Oh, whoa, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I think that, you know, being strong is something that's very, very important. And remembering that, you know, things are temporary. You know, we will get through this. We survive things. We move forward. Don't sit in it. You know, feel it and move forward. And, um, you know, and, and allow people, you know, give and receive. Keep sh- make sure that the flow is both ways. You know, that, that you're giving but you're also receiving. And if you have a problem with over-receiving, you know, start giving. And, you know, I think you can live like a very happy, balanced life that way. And, and to get involved with my foundation, you know, I would love people to go to my website, see pictures of those beautiful children. All of those children on the website are our children. They're not, you know, stock photos. Um, we're going to be doing some website updates actually tonight. Um, so, um, you know, just follow the story and, 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 you know, do your little piece of good in the world. And it doesn't have to be going to a foreign country and feeding people, you know, just be kind to people, you know, pay somebody a compliment. And we can change the world that way. We can. It, it, it doesn't take, um, I think they say it takes more muscle to frown than it does to smile. And just a kind gesture as smiling um, can go a very, very long way. I've had to learn that recently, too, because I'm, I'm not a smiler. Um, but I've had to appreciate more the things that have been um, placed in front of me. Um, and thinking about the joy that they bring makes me smile. And so um, just a kind gesture, something as simple as a smile, you never know how that's going to affect um, someone's day. Try it. Yeah, and if everybody started living into their own dreams, I think everybody would start living happier lives. So it's a little scary Definitely. sometimes to do, yeah, to do those things, and you may not always have all the answers about how to do it, but sometimes the, I, I swear that, like, beyond the scary part is where the magic happens. Sometimes it takes stepping out on um, faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're passionate about something um, and you're being drawn to it continuously, um, you've mm-hmm. been given some type of sign that that is your purpose and that is the avenue that you should be walking in life. Um, but people have a fear factor, and sometimes it just takes um, just a little bit of faith and, and watch how far it will uh, propel you. Exactly. And, and get used to people telling you you're crazy because, oh, you know, uh, yeah, because you're going to hear it. And if you let that stop you, well, nobody would do anything.
That is exactly right. <laughs> that that is so true. <laughs> it's so true. I want to go ahead, Don, and give you the opportunity now to get all of your contact information out. Anyone that may be listening to the show live now, anyone who may come back and listen to one of the many playback shows, and how they can get in contact with you if they're interested in, in partnering um, with the foundation, if they're interested in, I don't know, volunteering um, their time, if they're interested in donating, whatever their need may be um, to um, assist with this organization, this foundation, um, the floor is now yours to get all of your contact information out to those listening. Oh. Well, thank you so much. Um, well, you can visit our website to find out more about and about and see these beautiful, beautiful children at um, DesireToInspireFoundation.org. Um, we're on Facebook and um, Instagram and LinkedIn. And um, the, in, the um, email address is info at DesireToInspireFoundation.org. Um, you can send me an email. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. And uh, you know, we love to hear from people. We love to hear inspirational stories. We love, you know, people to join us. And just to, again, hear the stories of these people who are, despite the odds that they're facing, still are giving and doing, like, amazing things in the world. And, you know, I think it just gives you a little bit of a broader perspective on, you know, well, my life isn't so bad. You know, I may not have the big, huge house or the fancy car that I want or whatever it is that you really are focused on having in your life. And you see these, you read these people's struggles and then it it kind of gives you pause. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. What has been the most um, inspiring message that you've received from a child that you've helped? Oh, you know, I just got one um, last week from one of my children in Uganda. His name is Blasho. He was um, raised by Mama Josephine in Uganda. And I can read it to you because he just sent it to me. And it was just Again, when when it gets hard and I'm like, why am I doing these things? I'm like, this is exactly why. He said, hello, Mama. You really mean a lot to our lives. Your visit brought happiness and love to our lives. I thank the Almighty God who brought you to us. You are such a caring and loving mother whom I can't forget in my life. I appreciate every support that you deliver to us. And I pray that may the Almighty God grant you back whatever you want in your life. May God bless you abundantly. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's exactly why I do what I do. And yeah, when you do have um, days that you question, why do I continue? Um, when it may get a little rough on your end, and you can look back and and read um, something so heartfelt. And and know that it it came from a special place within a child, mm-hmm. um, you know, because our children can tell us thank you all day long, um, and they're grateful for what we do um, because we provide them with their wants, um, you know, not just their needs but their wants as well. But uh, mm-hmm. these children here, when you enter their lives and 
and, and, and turned them upside down, just done things that maybe they never would or could have expected anyone doing. Um, that is, that's motivation and, and, and inspiration. Um, it's empowering, it's uplifting, and it would give anybody um, the desire to continue to do what they're doing. Yeah, it does for sure. I mean, they, there's a quote that I read that said, you know, the life you change may be your own. And that's exactly mm. what I experienced. I feel like your mom had that same experience also. Yes. 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 And, and again, the things that we take um, for granted at the end of, I guess, the summer months, Walmart has um, like their, their summer, um, cause it's summer colors. So there's summer, um, silverware and, and dishes, like little plastic bowls and everything. Um, but over there in Nicaragua, there where they sit down and eat, they have, they bring in a group of children, I think maybe like a hundred at a time and they feed them and then they have to stop because they now have to wash all of those bowls and the silverware before they can feed the next group of people that come in. And so I saw mm. my mother buy these at Walmart at the end of the season. Like I said, they had all of these plastic bowls. And maybe there's like, you get like four bowls and they're like 50 cents for four bowls. And I watched my mom draw like 500 bowls. And I'm thinking, what in the world? <laughs> and, she's like, and she started to tell me why. And I thought, oh, goodness. Cause now every time I see these bowls, you know, I'm having, she has her days where she has, you know, Okay, today I shop for Nicaragua um, because they're going back again, I think, in November. So she wants to be able to send, you know, um, the clothing that people have been donating, you know, to her um, and all of these bowls. So she wants to be able to send a thousand bowls um, so that they don't have to stop every hour, wash the Mm -hmm. bowls, you know, wash Mm -hmm. silverware, and then start back up. Because some people may not have eaten, you know, in the last day, they, they're sitting there hungry yeah. and they're waiting. Um, and so uh, it's just, it's given me a different perspective um, on the things that, you know, I may have taken for granted, my children may have taken for granted. Um, and as I speak to other people and share her stories, and I'll be sharing your stories as well, um, I'm sure it'll be an eye-opener, you know, for other individuals, um, for the things that we, you know, Mm-hmm. Clean water, um, a bed to sleep in, um, a mother's love. You know, um, a lot of us who have mothers living take that for granted. Um, but when you have children mm-hmm. who may live without um, their parents, and and Dawn and her organization go in and, um, you know, assume that motherly role in their lives, it's it's, it's life changing. I commend you. I thank yeah. you for everything. That you, um, your your counterparts, those that you're partnering with, that you're doing. Um, I don't know how I can be beneficial. I'm gonna figure that out. We're gonna figure that <laughs> out. Um, but I do want to be a part of um, this movement, most definitely. Um, it takes all of us. It takes a village. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to share my work with you. Um, this has been so fun and God bless your mother. I hope your daughter is safe and everybody who is in the path of the hurricane. Yes. 
And thank you so much for giving freely of your time to join us here on Indie Fire this evening. Um, if you missed the interview, uh, you can catch the playback in about an hour um, on many, many, many different platforms. I'm joining us here on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Published author uh, Candy Storm will be here. And then back on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have a uh, music artist, Elle Postman, will be here. I'm super excited. Um, guys, next Saturday, you know Patty Pie Guy, um, James Wright Channel will be here. I'm super excited uh, for that interview as well. Another one of those individuals I, I want to ask why my show, but I'm, I'm receiving I'm, I'm being receptive. Dawn has taught me that um, on a different level. I'm being receptive and I am receiving. So if you cannot make them all, please do not miss them all. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. As always, I want to leave you with a quote. Music produces a kind of pleasure which human nature cannot do without. That's Confucius. So until 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, the 5th of September. Oh, speaking of dates, Don, don't you have a birthday coming up? Yes, it's tomorrow. <laughs> you are a good talker. <laughs> yes, happy, happy, happy early birthday um, to Don. Thank you. Like 30, she'll be like 29 on tomorrow. <laughs> so happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday um, from India. Thank Baya. you. Again, we enjoyed having you on the show this evening. Uh, once you're on the show, you become family. You're welcome back at any time. I would love to get you back once we launch, once we, once the skincare line is launched. I would love to have you back to talk about that as well. So, guys, again, oh, thank until you 6 so much. p.m., you're welcome. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. You all have a good night.